Hi, this is Tony with We Do Epoxy, and I'm looking for ugly floors. I mean, so ugly, dirt won't stick to it. We can take your ugly garage, basement, porch, or patio and turn it into a work of art in just a couple of days. Is your garage floor so ugly you keep the door closed to prevent anyone from seeing it? We Do Epoxy can fix that. Stop living with ugly concrete. Call me today at 859-582-7920. That's Tony at 859-582-7920. are Trisden and Ray. Having lived and spent time on the coasts and in rural Appalachia, we feel like we have a unique perspective on most topics. Working to find the common sense middle in a country becoming more and more polarized. Welcome to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. How's it going, Ray? I didn't know we had to do work as part of this gig, man. Who knew? a lot. Up and downstairs at my age and 115 degrees. But I will say I would rather do that and then know we've got an hour of like 74 degrees in <laughs> here than the, you know, being upstairs. For, for anybody who thinks that heat doesn't rise, who was that? Newton? Who came up with that theory? Definitely Newton. I guess probably the first person who slept in a barn. Like, yeah, I can tell you heat rises. But it is, there is at least a 15, maybe 20 degree difference between where we're seated now and upstairs. Yeah, at least. I, I see would you say looking pensively. Do our levels look okay? The levels are good. I'm you. I think you lean in and get really hot, and then you lean back and you get really low. And I was uh. just over here playing with your knob, <laughs> uh, try, try, <laughs> trying to find your. Happy, I've been waiting a hundred shows for medium. that. A hundred shows for you to play with my knob. You have put in a lot of time just to get a little knob action. A knob action. All right. Well, I'll try and be consistent in my leaning. I get <laughs> I get passionate and animated. <laughs> I can tell you about a conversation later in the show. I'll tell you about a conversation I had with Lucas, our dear friend, who's yet to do the show with us about, uh, about something. Remind me if I forget. But, man, Trizen, this is, what, the 26th of July? Yeah, yeah. huge news day today. Now, this is a Wednesday, so this should drop here in a couple of days, so it should still be pretty uh, prevalent. But we have um, this is a day where apparently they threw Hunter Biden's plea bargain out the judge saw something she didn't like so my question to my conservative friends is if everything is one-sided and there's a two-tier justice system how come the judge is taking a, a better look at it so that's one um mitch mcconnell had an episode where he had to stop speaking mid-sentence this afternoon um i you haven't seen the video I have not seen the video. yeah you'll see he just he just like stops and he's frozen and then uh, i think it's john barrasso is a a also a fellow Republican senator and an MD from uh, one of the Dakotas. Why are there two Dakotas, by the way? Shouldn't there just be one fucking Dakota? No need for more than one Dakota. No, man. They get four senators. Ridiculous. But he steps in, and he's like, Mitch, are you okay? And he's just staring aimlessly. So he had some kind of episode. Jesus. Uh, Sinead O'Connor passed, which I know was part of your youth. Yeah, I vividly remember her. Nothing compels <laughs> to you. How was that? And man, great. she was a singer, man. It definitely didn't get hot over here. Yeah, yeah. She was that. a singer. Yeah, and, and then ripping up her, the picture yes. of, the, of the Pope on oh, SNL Live was... Uh, was I remember it was a very big deal at the time, and, circa 93. And I believe the host of that show was that dipshit uh, Ford Fairlane, Andrew Dice Clay. Well, that makes sense. Remember, he had like two years where he was on top of the world. And Trisden, yeah. I know you're a fan of comedy. If you go back and listen to what he was doing then, you talk about cancel. I mean, it was just absolute <laughs> filth. Am I wrong? No. Just and- filth. 
and certainly preaching to kind of the lowest common denominator of who's going to like what I'm talking about. Fuck that bitch. Hey, kind of. And it was pretty ugly. Now we know those people as MAGA. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, you always make, Sorry, Aaron. Sorry. You always make the good point of like kind of the greaser, New Jersey, New Yorker guys. Absolutely. To me, that's who. Absolutely. It wasn't the hillbillies. It Dice wasn't me, talking to the hillbillies. Absolutely not. Was, uh, Larry the Cable Guy was, but right, Dice wasn't. Exactly. And, and, and Trizen, I don't know guys. that I would have ever made this calculation had I not lived 28 years in Jersey and 35 years here. Fuck, I'm old. <laughs> the guineas that he was representing, the guineas, that's a racial slur. The Italian men that he uh, and women pa- that he pause was. Pause for edit? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that he, you come for the racism and stay for the homophobia, is that it? Or the transphobia. Transphobia. Yeah. But the people that Dice Clay was speaking with, people I grew up with, members of my own family, uh, not by blood, by marriage, are New Jersey and New York hillbillies. Now, it's yeah. never, I may be the only person who's ever said that, but they're, they're fairly uneducated. They're good enough people, blue collar, salt to the earth, very narrow in their views, uh, very similar. The, the, the lack of education is there. It's not really a priority. And, and yeah, so they're not really hillbillies as such, but they're blue collar rednecks. Yeah, the, the New England different accent equivalent. Yes. Yeah. No doubt about and it. It is amazing, too, because I think the most silliest, I just said most silliest, that's not a real thing, <laughs> but the silliest thing some people do to me is that they will be, you know, losers, lower educated, not smart, not free thinkers, just, you know, losers. And just they'll think, losers. oh, I'm from this part of the country, so I'm better than that part of the country. Um, and I just think, really? Uh, you think you're, they're, they're, you know. Sure that I have to say, I may be a little guilty of that. I mean, Vince, my late brother There is a lot of that in a lot of places. Oh, there is. Yeah. Uh, my brother, who I love dearly and just spent time with, is absolutely that person. Now, Tommy, to be fair, he's been here enough to make the calculation that, wow, Buzz has made himself a nice life. It's a great place to visit. I don't know about live. I think he would have done swimmingly well living in Lexington, Kentucky. Maybe not Richmond. But uh, no, that's 100% the case. There's still that fucking Kentucky. What the fuck? So, you know, they're lost, whatever. And there's some good arguments to be made, like maybe, you know, New England is more educated. So there's less of those folks. You know, you can you can pinpoint some things that are, are true. But when you get down to that lowest common denominator folk that is never going to listen to what you're saying, they've their mind's made up on everything. Maybe they're a little racist. You know, they're the same people that we have. They're just, they speak differently. They are. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are. You know, few, maybe minor or not so minor cultural differences, but yeah, they're you know, absolutely. But so so anyway, so a big news day. So Biden, Hunter, we don't know what's going to happen. And by the way, for our friends who think we lean too far left, can I just go on record as saying, with in no polite way to say this, and I would probably clean it up if the president were in the room with us or Hunter himself. Hunter Biden's a piece of shit. Pretty pretty fair. He's and just you're basing that up. on media, but what we've seen. He, I've not seen anything to say anything other than he's a piece of shit. He's just a fuck up. He's the fuck right. up son. Now, yeah. I, I have no point of reference because my children are both perfect and wonderful. They've never caused me a day of angst, right? Definitely. They're, they're just, you know, but for you people who have children who are pain in your ass, you can sympathize. He's And apparently his older brother, Bo, was everything he wasn't. Military man, lawyer. He was fucking upstanding. Hunter's just a, a doofus. He's just a moron who's making his father's life very terrible. So let me go on record as saying Hunter Biden... He's a jerk. Um, the non-recognition of the child he had with the stripper out of wedlock, terrible. Acknowledge the kid. I, I agree with whoever is opposed to that. Terrible. On the same page there, yeah. Uh, same page there. 
But apparently they threw his plea bargain out today. So they're gonna, they've got 30 days of cooling off, and then the lawyers get back together. So there's something going on there. As I said, we have to keep our eye on our dear Senator Mitch McConnell, older than Joe Biden. And uh, Sinead passed away. Oh, yeah. and Bronny James. Yeah, Bronny, LeBron That's James' crazy, son man. with a random heart attack. Crazy. But, but you had said something earlier, and I just want to clarify to see if you know what you're talking about or if I missed it. Oh, probably something. not. No, go ahead. <laughs> but but in, in, the, in the Hunter Biden case, I and again, this, we do this show, we don't really study up hard on anything. Very that obvious truth, but conversation. go on. Yeah, we just wing it a little bit. But <laughs> from what I read at a glance, I, I feel like it was a USA Today story that the judge wanted to put it all to bed. It was that the prosecution, I guess, had got cold feet on the on the, the, the plea agreement. Well, I think what happened was they had a yet a, another quote-unquote whistleblower, which we never seem to get these people identified or know who the hell they are, which I guess is part of the package of being a whistleblower, anonymity. But apparently a whistleblower came out with something further. Now you got McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, saying, well, there may be crimes that uh, warrant impeachment proceedings, you know, trying to tow, t- tie Joe in with his dopey son. And, you know, if he's tied in, then go after him, like you always say. Uh, if there's proof that the Bidens have... Uh, if there's proof that you're worrying me, are we still recording? Don't worry about me. You do your thing, okay. and I'll let you know. If there's proof that the Bidens, or Joe specifically, did something untoward, then prosecute him. Go after him. Absolutely. In like the same that, way you would go after Trump if he did something. I mean, you know. It would be disingenuous to say lock him up, but not our guys. And I never, you know, I think one of the things that I really strive to do, and I hope that we do a decent job of, is holding our guys to the same account that we would hold a Donald Trump or a Ted Cruz or whoever on the right that we may dislike. Because, yeah, to, to your point, if <laughs> I've always said about Hillary, and this was before any of the Trump stuff. Look, if, if it warrants for her to be kicked out of office at the time or lose her job or to, to go to jail or whatever it is, look, it's not like Republicans ignored the things she was doing wrong for a decade. No. They, you know, she was in front of Congress for what seemed like, you know, eight hours every other month talking about emails. Absolutely. So look, at the end of the day, the justice system has to be there for everybody now. Would Hillary have faced that scrutiny if she was Jimmy that worked at the car lot up here in Richmond? No, of course not. Of course, a lot of it is political, but you're held to a higher standard in politics because you know that spotlight's on you. So look, you've got to have a justice system too. I'm sorry, you really love the guy, Republicans, that happens to have seemed to commit very many crimes, but at the same time, like he's the guy also chanting lock her up at all of his rallies. He gets there has to be accountability. So it would stand to reason that even though you really like him, he has to stand to account to a jury of his peers, just like the rest of us. But you just made a great point that's often lost. By the way, do I look cool? Very cool. I wondered if it was like Terminator 2 was filming well, in here again. I'm looking into two windows. Tristan's looking at a wall, and it's a very bright, sunny, and hot day. So I, I, I put my shades on, my Terminator shades. But, you know, Jimmy, the guy at the car dealership, car wash, whatever, that's, you know, they talk about they being our Republican friends, my sister in Jersey, the two-tier justice system, you know, Democrat. And I guess in that two-tier justice system, I guess the only, because it's never explained, it's only thrown out there, I guess Democrats get away with everything. Republicans get prosecuted for everything. Okay. And I actually could dig it up, but it would take me too long now. I sent her a text one day of about 15, including Jesse Jackson's son, Blagojevich, Bl- Bl- whatever the name is. Thank you. Yeah. The, the Democratic governor who's, who was pardoned by Trump, actually, but was doing time. It was like 15. Danny Rostenkowski, uh, re- uh, Democrats who went to jail for their fucking crime. So don't tell me about two-tiered justice system, a bunch of Fox News bullshit. But 
it actually can go the other way, too. A lot of the stuff that Hillary was on trial for, and I'm not defending her. If she was guilty, let her pay her dues, man, sure. and do her time. But they wouldn't have even brought if it was Jimmy at the car dealer. No, no, yeah. Yeah, so they never looked Correct. at it that way. Yeah. Saw something really cool on my way, completely off the subject of any of this, but it just brought me back to like a, I don't know, you want to say a more innocent time, but I went past City Park that I had to run, do a couple errands in town before I came down to Bree, and I go, go past Herb McDowell Park, and there's a fire truck, and the firemen have a hose, and they've got a sprinkler set out, and I, and I bet you there's a hundred kids, uh, and maybe they're, you know, at needs kids, whatever, running through the sprinkler on this hot summer day, and it was just like a picture out of... You know, out Norman of Norman Rockwell. Yeah, or something. it was great. It yeah, was just awesome. effing great. Now, I ran my errands, came back down that street on the way here, and there was a Kona ice truck trizzing. And I'm telling you, those hundred kids were all lined up. Now, maybe somebody was oh, buying nice. them the ice, yeah. but good to be Kona ice today selling their wares. No doubt. But it was a really cool shot. You can picture it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was and, great. And, and any time in American history, right? Basically, you know, yeah. in the 20s, the firemen were right. turning on the, Tur- the, the, fire the fire hydrants, right? The kids and, in yeah. the city would run through the fire right. hydrant on a 95 degree July day. Yeah, it's it a nice, cool great. vision. Yeah, it was cool. Absolutely. Cool. Very nice. Man, I wouldn't mind having one of those nice Kona ices right now. No kidding. It's just a million degrees right now everywhere, I think. You know, and it's always hot in the summer, but I hope this isn't the start of something. Now, here's one for you, Tristan. Again, we don't rehearse, which is obvious. <laughs> I read this the other day. See if this you have any point of reference on this, because I did not. Okay. Your car's tires are made of rubber. Rubber yeah. is a fossil fuel, right? Made from sure. uh, made from petroleum. So you constantly are releasing little vapors of rubber gas and little pellets, little pieces of rubber that go on the roads, get washed into the um, waterways, uh, often found in fish, animals. Electric vehicles have about three times the problem that our vehicles we're driving now do because each tire has an individual brake causing it to be actually a tighter braking and causing more rubber uh, sediment and toxicity to escape. Can wow. you believe that? Unbelievable. Or is, right. Or is somebody just making that up as a way to say, fuck you, the EVs? I mean, That's, I'm reading that and I'm like, God darn, man, you try and solve one yeah. problem and... Well, it does certainly feel like every time you start trying to make progress, and, and again, to your point, I don't know if that's the opposing side or the national, you know, right. gasoline engine right. to makers of America right. that are coming back with these facts. Right. But yeah, it seems like, oh, well, the batteries that it takes to power these cars, that takes twice the electric energy from wherever to make those. And then that's just, so you're just, you know, you feel like you're trying to do something right and it, you know, it just goes the other it way. It seems to. But I read that and I'm like, what the, this is astonishing. Okay. Okay, I had, I had no idea of that. All right, let me tell you this little story, Lucas and I, this morning. So there's a, a fella who I've not met because I'm not there much past 5 o'clock. It's a pretty good gig. I get there about 2.30 each afternoon, leave at 5, you know. I've invited you to bad. stay for a drink many times and yet for you to still be there at like 6.30. I'm out, man. I, you know, I've, I've worked I don't blame you. I, I would be I don't insane, get there at 2.30. Yeah. I get there about 10.30, but I try to be out by 5. <laughs> so uh, Lucas is bowling with Skip in the summer. Skip is apparently a 65-year-old, once retired, back working at Bechtel as part of the depot. Ultra conservative man. Now, here's how conservative he is. Bechtel does a celebration of Pride Month, and they ask their employees to wear little ribbons, rainbow-colored. Well, he told them no, and he went right to the top and told them, no, my faith doesn't allow it. And I said, Lucas, man, I'd love to get this guy on the show. It would be great to hear his point of view. Yeah. But my question to him, Tristan, is, okay, your faith doesn't allow it, but 
what do you want? What is, what is it you would like to see? Because I would make the case that America is a much better place in spite of your religious beliefs now that people can live open and honest lives as to who they actually are. Not all, because there's still a lot of gay prejudice and people battle with it, but we're 100 miles, 1,000 miles, 10,000 miles down the road of where we were, certainly in the course of my lifetime and sure. yours. Yeah, 100%. Many people lived lives of misery and lies because they couldn't say who they were, and Fear now that arrested it was illegal not that long ago so that was a better time you know i don't so what is it you're arguing for man like i get your personal belief and you're entitled to that but that's what you want societally and by the way let me add this why in 1940 if you took a poll it was 30 percent 70 percent in chips skip i think his name is in skip's favor he would have been in the majority of 70 percent now it's probably 80 20 people saying yeah this was a good thing and oh by the way skip has your life been demonstratively changed or 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 altered morally for the 10 years now soon to be 10 years i think it was 2014 or 15 that homosexual union became um, legal in all 50 states is your life worse for that i mean right so what you know i don't i don't kind of get that view i'd love to have him come on here and talk to us it's a great conversation and yeah and and would also maybe if, if we could do it in a way that was reasonable, also have our buddy Brandon back to sort of counter and go. just have that discussion and say, I'm a human being. Let's chat about it and see why right. you feel this way. Because again, we say it, it's repetitive. I think a lot of these folks, they just need a gay nephew or a, you know, a gay niece or somebody in their family. Oh, you're not the devil. And then it becomes a little bit more reasonable. It's your family, your friend or people, you know, I made this but, very clunky but, analogy. But, and real quick though, <laughs> I, you know, ironically enough, I, my life has not changed an ounce right. as a straight white man. Right. Like nothing about anything has changed. It hasn't been affected at all. No, I mean, you, you saw some of the jokes in the beginning and then they're so true. It's like, let gay people be fucking miserable as well if that's right. their choice. You're right. You, know? you want to marry? All right, come join the misery. Yeah, but uh, no. And I think the big argument that I remember from 10 years ago was, well, yeah, now men are marrying men and women are marrying women. In seven years, they'll be marrying horses right. and goats right, and right. computers. Hadn't happened. No. Just and, and, and if I fast. might, Tris, and I was going to say, I drew this terrible analogy, which I would have gotten called out on instantly because I said that Lucas, because he, he actually called me out on I said, Lucas, it's like cancer. Homosexuality, it's like cancer. Every family's been offended by, affected by it. And he's like, did you say cancer? And I was like, no, no, Probably. no. I'm just, I'm just saying it's that prevalent. But you're exactly right, Tristan. And let's be honest about this. I mean, the people who were opposed to interracial marriage in the 60s and 70s are the same people who were opposed sure. to homosexual union in the 90s and the aughts. And they're the same fucking people now fighting the transgender battle. Look. I get the morality play on it. I, you're totally entitled to your faith. Bible tells you whatever. But the fact of the matter is life didn't change for the worse with interracial union. Life didn't change for the worse with homosexual union. And it's not going to change for the worse recognizing somebody's gender different than the way they were born. Just go on with life. But yeah. people got to pound it home. You know, it's funny, man. I, just before I came out, I was watching a few minutes. Before of, you came out. Before I came out as That's what half Jewish. <laughs> and I've still not lived it, lived that down oh, yet. You have to come out to me, brother. <laughs> no, I've had some money dealings with. You. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I need to. Did you bring me a check today? <laughs> oh shit! Oh. Do I? Yeah. Um, uh, no, I was watching some gut. I felt. strike that, Troy. It was, it was some, you say uh, watching some gut felt. Well, the fucking nah, good shows you're, you're aren't in coming now. on. I'm so, so glad I'm I just, told you about it. Yeah, it, it is fascinating. I actually but, haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. Well, is what, the mousy chick getting any better looking? <laughs> 
Hey, I mean, she's all there for you, man. I, I think <laughs> she's she's ready. Um, but the, they were pretty hard on the transgender folks on like the ten minutes that I watched before I came. They kind of likened. Oh, it's Fox's whole mo right one now. One transgender person, I guess they'd found some child pornography, and you know, obviously that's going to be that one. What that one. Yeah, because there's no straight Lady white males did. who engage in that. Exactly, right? Like, not one straight white male has ever raped her child, done anything wrong. So, of course, that is only uh, that. But uh, it's, yeah, li- it's it- literally Fox's existence right now. It's Joe is addled and drooling, and Kamala is completely insane, and transgender, transgender, transgender. It's yeah, basically... That, that's literally the show. That was the script basically of the show Fox that I is, watched. It's it. basically Fox 24-7, the yeah, entire news. I think cast. the show opened with Joe Biden messing up the amount of people die- that died in COVID, Kamala laughing because I guess she laughs funny. Right. Then into the transgender That's folks. It. I mean, that is literally the playbook. And unfortunately, it's like Gutfeld's kind of a throwaway show. Be cute, but the fucking news is that. Right. Like the quote exactly. unquote news. Like anytime I yeah. put Fox in a in a text, I spell it F A U X. Yeah. And then I put news in quotes because yeah. it is just such hyperbolic bullshit. It is now. I will say this, man. I try to silver lining guy with the Gutfeld show. But one thing that I have taken, I don't know, it's, I'm almost fascinated by it, that the things that they're still joking about on Fox News is definitely stuff you've not seen anybody on our side joke about in the last 15 years. So it's such as, holy shit, did he just, you know, I don't know, race and sexual oh, orientation. Well, and, except me, but yes. Right. <laughs> and so it is kind of like... It is a nice throwback when everything wasn't so offensive to poke and prod. Like, I'm fine with poking and prodding. Now, of course, that ends when it's hate speech and you're likening all uh, homosexuals to child rapists or, you know, all whatever, uh, Saudi Arabians to uh, terrorism or whatever. So I get it. But you do kind of it is nice to see a little bit of prodding. Well, like I said to you a couple weeks back, Tristan, the one joy in my fucking miserable existence of 63 (laughs) <laughs> is that I raise two kids or you pretty much can't offend. Now, yeah. they get their feelings hurt in the way that anxious millennials do, like they're being asked to do too much or they're so put upon. But that's not ever getting, that's not getting offended at what has been said. You know, and, I, and that's not even offended. They get their feelings hurt in other ways, like, oh, you're asking me to do, you know, these, these kids are, I don't want to say soft, but the work ethic is different. So I'm not talking about that because that my two kids are a part of. But you really can't offend. They don't get offended at things that are being said. And I take some pride in that because I really don't either. I mean, Jesus H. Christmas. There's a great Carlin bit where he, you know, as only he can, uh, does this whole thing about... um, about getting offended, and and obviously George Carlin was a a very progressive, open-minded man who I'm sure counted many minority folks and persons of color amongst his friends. But he did this bit about, you know, I'm just a short dick, potato eating. You know, he did all of the stereotypes that everybody, and I understand the history of the country and so forth as he did. But yeah, at some point, you just can't get offended at everything. Well, Because then everything becomes offensive. Right. And and I've really worked on that too, man, because I feel like as... And I'm kind of pulled in two different directions because I fucking love as comedy. As half a Jew. As half a Jew and half an Irishman. And you do feel like I do find myself kind of going on camp offended with the Jew stuff a lot. And it's not... And I Jewish, please, Jew. <laughs> I hate it and love it about myself, but it's, you know, Jewish folks right now are the most... Uh, I guess whatever it against most more hate crimes against right now. Prosecuted. Oh yeah. yeah. And and then any other group. So like you, you definitely like, I'm conscious of that. So like, but I do on the other side of that, like 
want to be able to laugh off a Jewish joke and fucking throw an Irish or an Italian or a black joke back at, at somebody else, because I feel like that's a better route. And then we all sort of are on equal footing, yeah. I guess at that no, point, I guess, but yeah. I was, I, you know, had a great conversation with my cousin, Isaac, who is ironically enough. He's just like me in that he's his dad's Irish and his mom's Jewish. So the opposite of me, my, my aunt and uncle, the impossible foods, right. my aunt Sue, who you sure. had a nice chat with aunt Sue's right. son, Isaac. And, okay, and so we and, and I would bring it up a lot on the show. If you listen enough, you've heard me whining about folks saying "Jew you down," right? And so I sort of talked to him about that. And he grew up in Silicon Valley, and you know, really nice schools, and you know, obviously a pretty damn nice place. That there's not a lot of folks like me growing up there. And uh, he said he heard it all the time. No kid. And I was like, really? That's so, crazy. So that blew me away. And I said, well, how did you feel? Like, he, and he said to his credit, like last few years, you don't hear it as much. But when he was okay. younger, he would hear it quite often. And uh, and I hope he wouldn't mind me telling the story, but I was like, you know, how do you feel about that? And he was like, man, path of least resistance. He said two things, kind of, A, the people that are doing it are ignorant to the fact that they're abusing anybody or they're not trying to. And I've worked on that with our friend that you work with, who's right. a wonderful human being, sure. but said it and it bothered me because sure. I knew he was too smart to say there that. There you go. So again, it, it always takes or, me back. Or to, didn't realize the context. Sure. Didn't, didn't realize the history. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, again, I just feel like sometimes it's just a complete, I'm being a dickhead and I don't want to be a dickhead. I want to be able to laugh at stuff and not be offended like everybody else on earth is. Now that's not just a Democrat thing either. That's every person right now pretty much is offended by something. Oh God. You know, the Republicans that call us snowflakes, there's no snowflake. Offer them a, offer them a Bud Light and see their head. Would there's explode. no snowflake or snowflakes than our friends on the right. Christ. They've it, it certainly goes upset at everything. Yeah. yeah, but again, I feel like you know the show, what we've done, and just these conversations. It is kind of nice to to talk some of that stuff out because I, you know, I don't want to bend over while somebody's saying let's throw the Jews in gas fucking cages again. But at the same time, I don't want to be yelling at an old man. That, that says Jew you down knowing that he has no inclination of hatred in his heart. He's just ignorant to the term. And I don't know. It's just uh, it's interesting trying to find that balance of not being a fucking snowflake while also not being, you know, completely oblivious to the fact that my family is whatever. And, you know. Yeah. Did you hear about the priest and the rabbi were having a conversation <laughs> about what they did with the collection plate? And the priest said, well, he said, office probably about this size. He said, I've got a line drawn in my office. I take the collection plate. I throw it out. Whatever goes it's on that side. brought to you side, by dad's flooring. Whatever goes on that side uh, goes to God. And what stays on this side is the churches. And the rabbi said, oh, you know what? That's interesting, Father. I do something very similar. I take my collection plate. I throw it up in the air. Whatever stays up is God's. Whatever hits the ground is mine. Very nice. <laughs> hey, speaking of Israel, it's all fucked up. Oh, yeah, some of this, uh, the, they're trying to make the, the, the Supreme Court basically have way less power, essentially, and the executive branch kind of takes all well, that power. I mean, I think there's some similarities, and I don't know it well, but Netanyahu, you know, one lost one. He's the prime minister now again, very ultra-conservative man, Bibi, uh, educated in America, um, and he's up on several charges, and it appears as though he's like trying to run the clock out to get to a point where, or, or work the Supreme Court where he can get the charges dismissed. I mean, I think there's some similarities with what's going on now, and you've got that whole left-right divide, you know? The left saying, hang on, hang on. The right saying, no, no, this is good. Um, so, you know, a kind of a mirror to America, sort of, if you will. Yeah. It, it, is, it is the Middle East one democracy. I hope they don't screw it up. 
Yeah, I agree. It, you know, it is scary, and it. Well, you know what, and and I think we've said it, but the reverberations of what we've seen for Trumpism, you know, already it feels like the the bar has definitely moved, oh and it God. feels like where there used to be so many unwritten and unspoken political rules and ways that folks would act and things that you know it was accepted there's three at least in america there's three equal coexisting branches of government judicial executive and legislative but now it feels like well if there's a loophole that we can make one of those branches less powerful for our gain like nothing is really out of bounds it doesn't seem to be and so and i don't and, and i can't blame that on trump and maybe that's a stretch no but you know what you can blame it on Tristan? a complete mistrust of the other and that's really where we found ourselves on a little more serious note and, and taken away from some of the levity but uh there is just so much of I've got to be, you know, in the case of um, conservatives, it's it's punish the libtards. And in the case of the left, it's these are the most narrow backward people and fuck them. And again, you and I try to find that middle ground with the tacit admission. Or is that the right word? With an absolute admission that our politics lean left. But again, talked a hundred times about our conservative friends, respect for conservatism, so on and so forth. But. I think so much of what you just mentioned comes from that just complete distrust of of the other, whether it's the people in California, Washington, New York and Boston uh, 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 dissing flyover country or the people in flyover country just I don't want to say scared to death, but just completely confused as to what's going on and, and, and what that part of the country represents. And it's just a. And whether it's social media, 24-hour news, or just a natural course of things, but it's just bubbled up to such, such a place now that, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, where do we go? Well, the worst thing that I would say about this, and at least even going back to the 80s and 90s when I grew up and sort of first became interested enough in politics, you know, the difference was that in 1992, if three weeks before the election, I think that was Bush Clinton, 92, then if it came out that... Bill Clinton was a pedophile and he was molesting children. George W. Bush would have won 90, 10, like 90% of the electorate to 10, 10% would have held out or whatever, and never going to vote Republican right. or whatever. And vice versa. Had it been George W. Bush, there would have been, you know, maybe 20% Perot, 70% Clinton. And, you know, Bush would have got 10% That's right. of that the was vote. Perot, yeah. And I just feel like where we're at in the country now, it, we are so much more ingrained in that tribal party mindset. Is it we, Tristan, or is it the right? And that's just a rough oh, question. God. Because you say all the time, if it comes out tomorrow that Joe Biden is has made $100 million or $5 million or a million off a of Chinese influence, a, a lot of us, me and you included, we will. We'll, would say, all right, yeah. he's done. I'd, Get him out and get somebody yeah. else in there to run. The P Trump people, fuck, the, I'd shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. Well, and I, you know, my top 10 list I put together today is that. So... I, I do think you're right. And I, I hate even bringing up topics because I try to be fair when I say that, you know, I, I, I try to find the fault on my side as quick as I would find the fault on the right. But I think to your point, at least with Trump and maybe, you know, maybe that backs off a little bit when you get down to the Lindsey Graham's and the Ted Cruz's and the other, you know, um, oh, geez, I just forgot his name. But the senator that had his episode today mitch McConnell. oh mitch so, our senator our senator mitch but uh, you know maybe that's not quite as an emotional appeal that trump has so maybe that's just this one man's thing that he could literally do anything and nobody cares because he's not the other this awful bad other that he's preached about <laughs> but you know i like to think there's certainly more of that on the left where we're gonna say 
okay, yeah, if our guy is clearly an awful person and the other guy is, you know, a middle-of-the-road candidate, we're going to vote the other way or abstain, right? Well, you know, there's real-life examples, Tristan. Anthony Weiner, piece of shit, he's gone. Uh, uh, Al Franken, who shouldn't have been gone. Right. But the left insisted he be gone for a staged photo where he was, you know, apparently copping a feel on a woman. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the left insists, I think, a little more from their candidates than the right does and from their politicians. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel... And there's more examples. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, there was two or three that popped into my head uh, immediately when you said that. But no, I don't think that I, th- I do think the right has lost a lot of their moral majority their you know, that sort of moral thinking in their their party, because man, they refuse to hold Trump accountable for anything. Well, that's the problem or even it? be open to that. He should be held accountable. I use Mike Pence as an example, Tris, and I agree with almost nothing. Mike and I the same age. So I will call him Mike or Mr. Vice President if I were in his company. Um, probably almost nothing politically. Uh Two different parts of the country, two different people in our outlook. I think he's a very wholesome man who certainly passes the neighbor test. He'd have a glass of iced tea. I'd have a beer. We'd talk over the fence. But what credibility does he have four years standing by that joker side? I mean, and that is a fair critique that only Mike Pence can answer. But he has to answer, you know, and I would preface it that way by saying, you know, uh, Mr. Vice President, everything about you uh, would lends itself to to you would make a great leader. I wouldn't agree with you, but you would do the right things. You did the right thing. You did. You didn't put up with that Joker's bullshit about, Mike, you got to do this for me. And then he turned the entire crowd against you. But that's your doing, man. You allowed that to happen by attaching your wagon to that piece of shit. Yeah. And I can't answer for Mike. And, you know, and and I would echo every single thing you said about him. I I think you could sit with Mike Pence in the White House and say, I'm probably not going to love is more than likely all or nothing or nothing stance on abortion. Right. We're going to disagree on a lot of he's stuff. Struggle with homosexuality. Sure, but you're he's not. Go, he's going to be that guy Skip I was talking about earlier in the show. Exactly. Not going to wear a pride button. But you don't feel like he's corrupt. No, right? you don't. Like you don't feel like you you're do not, not. going to like his point of view necessarily exactly if you're a right, lefty. A hundred percent. Right, but you and don't you know yeah. Trump is corrupt. His entire life he's been corrupt. He did. Right. He drips corruption. He's a fucking mafia boss. And I and, and I do apologize for referring to the man earlier as a piece of shit. That's a little rough. But as I say to my sister in Jersey in the thousand texts we've sent, I've been very upfront about my feelings about Donald Trump. I knew when he came down that escalator in 2015 that he would be a nightmare because he was a demagogic narcissist interested in two things, Donald Trump and Donald Trump's brand. And now, eight years later, uh, uh, yeah, eight and five is 13. I feel completely vindicated. I wish I was a hundred percent wrong, and he would have been a, a, a healer and a and a and a, and a uniter. You know, uniter. Thank you. And he did, but he wasn't. He was the piece of shit that I knew he was, and he's still likely the Republican nominee in twenty four. And even if you love him, and now he's going to be on the retribution. I mean, oh it would be fun to watch if he was it elected be because amazing. I do, I do look at politics not only as a hobby of of interest and and you know again the Irish paradox with me. I have a lot of fun with politics. It's entertaining. It's why I still text my sister. My brother stepped away. He's like, I'm done. She's nuts. I can't do it. I still go there because it's entertaining. But at the same time, it's very very serious. Probably the most serious thing there is because it affects all our lives each and every day. The Retribution Tour in 24 oh can be fun to watch, but it's going to be absolutely brutal for the country. Well, brutal. And look, you're, you're not going to see a man that's going to be sworn in in January and say, 
in his speech, yeah, we've really got to bring this country together oh. and find common ground. And I'm a president for both Democrats and Republicans. There's going to be two fucking Bunch middle fingers it. blazing. And we're doing, you know, the people I don't like are, you know, getting punished as much as I reasonably can right. with whoever I can possibly appoint to, you know. Right. Because, I mean, again, and we've said it before on the show, maybe it's Echo, but, you know, the people he had for a large portion of his first four years were, you know, the standard status quo type Republicans, right? Like he sort of, they did, started becoming more replaced by people that maybe were a little bit extreme. But I think, I don't know that he's bringing in traditional Republicans this time. I don't think there's no, anybody No, he's bringing not, in the fucking my pillow guy to yeah, be Secretary my, my of State. Guy, Secretary Rudy of Giuliani State. to be Attorney General. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It'll be an absolute nightmare. And at the same time, Tristan, and look. I, I am carrying no water other than the fact that I typically vote Democratic and will in this 24 election. Uh, I'm trying to think, you know, John Sununu, or Chris Sununu, John Sununu's son, had he had he thrown his hat in the ring and were he running Larry Hogan, Republican, um, retired Republican uh, uh, governor of, of, of uh, Maryland, would look at would have would have looked very hard at, at both of them. But this current uh, crop. Because we already talked about Pence. I wouldn't vote for Mike Pence. I'd be okay if he was president, but he's, he's got his problem of his own doing. So there's no candidate that I see, be it Trump, be it Christie, maybe Christie, but, you know, you said his weight. Uh, Nikki Haley, come on now. DeSantis gets no traction. He's just got the fucking charisma of your hat over there. <laughs> so, yeah, I will probably vote for the Democratic nominee. And if it isn't Joe Biden, that's fine. But that should be President Biden's choice. He shouldn't be forced out. And the fact is, Trizan, and I just can't wrap my head around it. So I don't say this other than my allegiance typically leans Democratic. But I'm not carrying Joe Biden's water. If he said today, I'm going to step away from this. I've had a good run. It culminated in the presidency. And I'm going to, whatever years I have left, I'm going to see if I can get Hunter straightened out. All right. Great. Great. Thank you. Fact is, a man's been a very competent president. The economy yeah. is doing great. Best fucking ever. great yeah he gets no credit absolutely Zero. no credit yeah in front of my house today my very house we had to wait to get out of the driveway because there were two uh steamrollers whatever the big green machine is that drops the asphalt two trucks they're redoing all the roads that is infrastructure you see it everywhere the the the, the, the uh the um buy-in on infrastructure the investment made on infrastructure i mean biden has been a very very competent president a quite good president who literally gets absolutely no uh, almost from neither side uh, the left doesn't seem to prop him up either I, I can't figure it out but yeah i'm always more surprised when somebody comes on meet the press and they're like listen look at the accomplishments and they just start listing things uh, you know because oh well good because it, it's nice to see but just you know it, Kind of traditional, like, right, you always kind of see going into the yeah. the, the second presidential election right. of an incumbent, people kind of back away because they always tend to be a little bit uh, just less of a good brand at that point because people right. just want change naturally. But no, I think, you know, you can, you can show clips of him falling off his bicycle and falling up the stairs. And look, we get it. He's 95 years old. He's going to fuck up a word now and again. He's going to say 100 million instead of 100 billion when he's talking about whatever infrastructure amounts and that's what he's known for he's done it his whole career he's been a gaff machine he's, he's been a gaff machine he's going to continue to be that guy look i've said it a hundred times if at joe biden's age i can stand up and give an hour speech and not shit myself I'll, i would be pretty pretty happy with that well, let alone to be able to to be as uh I can't think of the word, but as focused and as their cogent or, or, or cognizant, cognizant, yeah, cognizant as he is. Well, let me ask you this then. Do you think that's ageism? 
at play? You think that's what you're witnessing? I think it, I think there's some ageism there, but I think it is more so the fact that because of I think the stutter when he was 50, people didn't think about his age. They just thought, you know, he's had this stutter. He's got this thing. But now that he's old, it seems a little uglier, right? And right. it's, oh, it's the old guy can't stutter, you sure. know, can't figure it out kind of. And back to our friends at Fox, this was a narrative that they came up with in 2019, and they have not gone away from it for a fucking moment no just not a moment man very it's true it's just you know in my mind it's it's just kind of silly bullshit it's sort of throwaway stuff but perception is reality right and the perception now is that he's old and addled and he's not going to be able to get away from that but the facts are if you look at the economy fucking booming it's just doing great there's a whole lot of stuff you could really sit back and make a pretty nice checklist of things that have helped everybody out. Some of the Absolutely. infrastructure stuff, the fact that the economy's in the shape the economy's in. You know, we unemployment at record lows, uh, wages at record highs. I mean, instead of just saying the economy's great, we'll actually cite some statistics. Sure. You know, uh, interest rates are climbing, but they're not off the charts. And while inflation drops, we've got the lowest inflation of any of the G7 countries. So, you know, it's just. Yeah, it's easy to pile on because he is old and stutters and screws up a word that Fox News can replay, you know, in their comedy show every night. But yeah, it is. I mean, if you're just going to go facts on facts, and again, I think the Republican Party, certainly the Trumpers, have gone more emotional appeal than facts, right? And so I think that's, we're fighting, you know, we're trying to fight people who, who want to watch The Apprentice with, we're throwing numbers at them, and it's just not a thing. It's They're not going to be impressed by actual facts and numbers they want to see the the guy screaming and firing people and in, in bone and porn stars right <laughs> so it's i mean it's just you, two different ball games at this you got to give trump his charisma i mean he's he tapped into something and yeah you have to give him his charisma he seems like you know the guy you'd have fun golfing with but yeah, porn stars he tapped into porn stars he tapped into porn stars <laughs> yeah good for him let me ask you this sure. what is to be gained by and this is going to be a harsh assessment but like I always say, if you're a Republican, you want to come in and debate with us, man, come on in. We'll give you the address. Um, and, and we'd love to have you here. What is to be gained by less knowledge? If you're Ron DeSantis, why do you want to um, limit what kids learn about slavery, about Jim Crow? What, what, is, the, what is the rationale behind that? That's a fascinating question. I, 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 don't, I don't know the benefit of that other than you're – I think the Republicans know that this – Parents getting all the power, and I think it's just a winnable political issue that you can sort of twist into. They're trying to teach you that you're white, so you're bad, and you're an oppressor. And they'll find one example of one middle school in the back of a you know California public school where somebody says the word oppressor once, and then it becomes you know a very easily winnable political argument. And then so Gutfeld, I, I, Gutfeld has it on the show that it, night. Look it, at this teacher, right? Exactly. So, so I feel like it's more a winnable political issue and look how stupid the libtards are then they actually care about what people learn about slavery and history yeah. at least that's my take I so that leads wrong. us to that jason aldean song which i thought was john mellencamp right i was born in a small town <laughs> probably die in a small town different song don't try it in a Indeed. small town or whatever yeah don't try it in a small town. that's right now this fucking guy first of all here's why i have no respect for him he's had like eight top 10 hits hasn't written a word so so it's that old <laughs> right. uh tin pan alley nashville thing where you, me, and some other guy write the words, and this asshole sings them. I like people that write their own words. That's why I like Bruce. That's why I like Dylan. That's why I like Paul Simon. Fuck you, Jason Aldean. Do some writing. Then I'll have some respect for you. Yeah. All right, so that's my first complaint. But the second complaint, Trison, is 
the images are not chosen at random. They sat down and put this video together, and this fucking whack job, and I, I, maybe he's a fine guy. Maybe he passes the neighbor test. Let me not call him a whack job. He spent his last two New Year's Eves at Mar-a-Lago. His wife started some clothing firm, and she's not an unattractive woman, good for Jason, started a clothing firm to embarrass the libtards. I don't know what the fucking clothing firm is. I don't know, I don't know how you embarrass. But this is you know, his background. So you can't then put this out and say, oh, wait a minute, I just meant everybody should get along. Well, yeah, but your, your whole MO, I, I think he wore a Confederate flag on his clothing up until like 2015, finally took that off. Um, and by the way, he was the act when the fucking Las Vegas shooter killed 53 people. That's what I he was, was just on stage. Say, right? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there's a lot of places you could go with that. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's it's pandering and disingenuous, which is what I find a lot of newer country music to be. There's a great, there, there's a comedian, I think his name's Bo Burnham, that does like a three-minute country song. Now, this was out before the Jason Aldean um song came out but it man it hits every note of it it's every line is i'm gonna get a cold beer you know and i'm gonna pick up truck and it just you know it takes these like 20 keywords you can just put them in a blender sing it with a twang and throw it out and you know it's just kind of a pandery top country luke song. brian jason aldean yeah. bro country yeah i've got it pulled up if you want to hear it. it's like three minutes you hear a clip yeah and i know bo burnham if it is bo burnham because yeah, his shtick right. is he's a guitar player and a singer yeah. who does parodies yeah so so this is sort of my thoughts <laughs> okay. on it mm-hmm. oh some people extending my name boo that's also approval i i think i think country music <laughs> gets a bad rep you know why is it when Bruce Springsteen sings about a fucking turnpike, it is art. And when someone sings about a horse, it's dumb inherently. I think some of the greatest songwriters of all time are country artists, Dolly Parton, Willie Nelson, you know? And if you're writing honestly, that is art, and I would never bash that. Um, the problem is, with a lot of modern country music, what, what is called stadium country music, the sort of Keith Urban brand of country music, is that it is not honest it is the exact opposite of honest. Where instead of people actually telling their stories, you got a bunch of millionaire metrosexuals who've never done a hard day's work in their lives, but they figured out the words and the phrases they can use to pander to their audience, and they list the same words and phrases off sort of massive style in every song, raking in millions of dollars from actual working class people. You know the words, you know the phrases, phrases like a dirt road, a cold beer, a blue jeans, a red pickup, a rural now, simple adjective. <laughs> no shoes, no shirt, no shoes, you didn't hear that. <laughs> sort of a mental typo. I walk and talk like a field hand, but the boots I'm wearing cost three grand. I write songs about riding tractors from the comfort of a private jet. I can sing it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the gist. It goes on. It's like four minutes, but hey, that would be my first. Oh, shoot. Let me turn my sound back too, so I'm not breaking people's ears. But no, so that's kind of my first song is a lot of Jason Aldean music, to your points. Not art. He's not written it. It's just kind of 
some throwaway stuff somebody's right. put and, together for you know, me. So, so Grandpa a, gave me my gun, and I'll use that gun in my town. Yeah. Really, asshole? That's a good thing when you were the guy on stage when this right. guy killed 53 in Las Vegas? Fuck you. Yeah. So, A, it's it's pretty it's, – it's lame just based on that. But also – I don't know. You also feel like, don't you have to be kind of cognizant? Like if all you're doing is just stoking a fight, like yes, it's just absolutely. There's nothing that song yes. is going to do, but I mean, everything in the yes. video of that song says, fuck you black folks. Right. right. Like, or fuck you. Those who want to get ahead or I don't know. And to your credit, I do much more of that than you do. Like in this, 40 minutes we've been on the air so far. I referred to Trump as a piece of shit. Jason Aldean as an asshole. So I am guilty of that myself. You're much more moderate in that. But yes, Tristan, leaving me out of it, I think if you are as big a star as he is, he's one of the top three country stars, I guess, because I don't pay much attention. I did my Fair. 10 years working for your boss. That was my <laughs> purgatory. I don't ever have to hear another fucking country song again. That said, I love Johnny Cash. But there's some good ones to his point. There's some great country songwriters. But you know what you're doing when you put that song out, man. You know it's it's fucking red meat for your audience. It's blue jeans and pickup trucks. That's what Mm. it is. Jason, come on, man. Don't insult our intelligence by saying, well, I'm just celebrating the qualities I grew up. We all grew up in small towns. Yeah, I know. You want to know the small town I grew up in, Jason? A hundred percent white. Probably yours as well. Right. Yeah, so I I don't know. I, I mean, you'd like to, to hear somebody sing about something that was a little more genuine and less just, you know, Kid Rock shooting a fucking Bud Light can to, you know, in, in the Kid form Rock, of a song. Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, and now perhaps we have to include Jason Aldean are people who make music for those who know exactly how much Sudafed a catalytic <laughs> converter buys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's pretty so good. let me tell you about my hometown. I always 100% white. So Mark, who lived there, our, our good buddy Mark, <laughs> who's still listening to every episode. Mark Watkins. Mark? Thanks, Mark. We got to bring Mark on to talk about his 300 Grateful Dead shows. I think that would be a that really would be cool. That would be cool because, you know, how the fuck do you do that, Mark? But at any rate, um, he's German. You're Jewish. You get along famously. He Actually, he was, just in, uh, he was just in France and Spain. Had a great time. Wow. But he was he called me out because he looked at the demographics and it's actually now like ninety two to eight Tristan and I'll tell you on a, on a, on a real uh, in a real world so I was just up there and what I noticed was the merchants because I we went into a store to get some of the wonderful uh, Northeast New Jersey sandwiches Raymond and I for our road trip and it was uh, you don't see a lot of Indians you see Arab folks and you see here it's a lot of Indians if you see uh, you know non-white people as merchants but there it's a uh, Hispanic folks and um, Arabic folks. And I did say to Ray, my son, now there's a difference. If this is 1970, 1980, and I'm going into a store, 100% white. Every merchant, every store. So that's changing a little bit. There are folks now in Pumpton Plains, New Jersey, a 100% white town that I grew up in, who, and I assume at some point, and maybe already they live in parts of the town. Um, so, yeah, so it's changing a little bit. So, so instead of it being 100% white, it's maybe 93 to 7 you know, but um, and then, of course, my question always is. So I grew up in a 100 percent white town, 35 miles from New York City. Was that by accident or by design? Yeah, pretty clearly by design. Pretty rhetorical question. Indeed. I like to answer it, though, just for those folks that don't don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, one uh, one thing <laughs> I like to use this awkward silence to segue into a question. You had mentioned the other day that there was a video. I'll let you elaborate on it because I wanted to discuss. There's a video of Trump, right? That 
he admits that obviously he actually lost the election. Yes. Now, this is part of the investigation. Yeah, I think Jack Smith, the investigator and the uh, special counsel, uncovered it. No. So he's just out there blatantly lying. Right. And, and, and I think, again, people like me and you, and we take politics kind of literally, and we know there's some, um, oh, there's some spin and some, some bullshit in there, but you like to think people aren't just blatantly lying to your face. Right. Man, is, and, and the, the sad part is not that he's done it because that's his history. He's always done that. Right. Nobody's going to care. Nobody cares. That's the thing. Nobody on the right cares. How that's about the that? Thing. That, that was the text I sent you. The, I sent Tristan a text the other night, and it just occurred to me, like, when that came out, it's like, no one gives a shit. Like, again, you got to marvel at the guy. He said it. Not us. Not a commentator. He said I could shoot somebody. And what, and what that... What what spurred that comment from Donald Trump about shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue was he himself was marveling at the um, dogmatic nature of his supporters, of just how intense the intensity. And he was like, God damn, man, loyal, could, loyal folks, I could shoot somebody on Fifth. And, and of course, he took advantage of that. And it really is true. I mean, your point about a child molester. I mean, I, you know, where is the line from Aga? Where is the line? That's a, it's a great question. Where's the line? And again, it's a great segue into my top ten in a minute because yeah. that's uh, that's we've I've talked about it in that. But and I think that's the hard thing because look, we're all a little set in our ways, right? Like we all forgive sure. things with our family or sure. our kids. I'm not a, a parent, but you know you would forgive things with your kids if they were on death row. You'd still love your kids. So I get it. Like it's there's certain things in our life. You know, sometimes that love is unconditional. But why is it unconditional love? For this New York real estate bullshitter, when you're, you know, the guy that works at the factory in Kentucky, what has he done that's just made your life so incredible that you're literally ready to fight for him and you're ready to go to jail and you're ready to drive to D.C. and march on the capital of the United States? Like, what has he done that is is worth that for you? That's, that's the question. Isn't I it? can't figure that out. So what did he tap into? So I I. I always come back to that that's the question for historians but i assume tristan it's that he voiced what a lot of those people were thinking he gave voice to you know uh disgracing the libtards right which is well so this compound word comes from liberal and re retarded it's a very yeah. it's quite a slur right again i don't Pretty get offended good. at anything but you can't yeah. use the word retarded anymore in, sure. in language unless you know michael uh, who's what's michael's last name oh god from the office Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. No, no. We're, what's oh, Michael's no. last name? Oh, From uh, the office. Scott. Yeah, so Michael Scott. Or Scarn. Or what? Scarn okay. in the movie, yeah. So Michael's description was, you can't use the word retarded to talk about special people. You can only use it when your friends do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a word that can't be touched anymore, yet sure. somehow they come up with this compound word of liberal and, and retard and come up with libtard, right? So so Trump, uh, uh, which, <laughs> again, it's just all so entertaining, which is why we like this stuff. Indeed. But, you know, uh, um, disgracing, or is that the word? Or, or, or you know, they, they, the, the phrase they have, not disgracing, but, you know, punishing the libtards, punishing the libtards. So that's his whole thing. Now, so are you and I, because of the views we express here, libtards? 
I mean, I, I wonder how. I mean, I'm depends sure, upon the audience. Look, if you ask uh, somebody on Gutfeld, which we reference now, sadly, far too often. Sure. I apologize because I told you about that. Yeah, you should. It's the, my wife hates you also for that. But I will periodically watch. But you know, I'm sure they would say, "Oh no, it's the far left that want to make uh, you know free speech irrelevant, or you know, they want everybody to be gay, or you know, right. five year olds having transgender right. surgery." Right. So that's what they would say. Right. Now, I'm sure. Probably a lot of folks just wandering around with, you know, Confederate flags in their truck would say middle left like us probably fit that description. Damn libtard. <laughs> there you go. Now, you couldn't invite them up to have a conversation, but damn, they're libtards. Okay. <laughs> All right. Nice. Is that racist? <laughs> here's, or, here's a here's or something. A, here's a complete sidebar that has no bearing on the show. But Please. I just can't That's what this show is. tell it. There was an episode of South Park where they tried to... Take the R word that you've said, and I won't say it on the show, but they've took took the word and used it to only describe the guys that ride the really loud Harleys. So they are the R word guys. So, so are they using the word on South Park? So they're Park? using the word on South Park. Oh, you F fucking or whatever's. And so then there's just some great scenes in there where they're trying to explain, no, we love special people. These guys on these bikes, they're F, you know, F and R words or whatever. So no, I just, that, that's such a great social comedy. And, and again, I think it goes back to what I said earlier about, you know, what somebody means when they say a word. And I think when most people have used the R word, like probably I did in the nineties, it wasn't certainly to disparage special people. It right. was just the word that you use to call somebody dumb or right. whatever. Right. So, and again, you learn over time that that's offensive to people and then you find another word, right. call somebody an asshole or whatever. It is. But in the case of the R word retard, it is an actual dictionary definition. You can Google it right now. Like when a spark plug is not firing, it is retarded. It's not a thing that you giggle at. It's not a ha ha ha. That's actually what it is. It's right. slower. Yes. The word actually has a meaning. Unlike sure. the N word, which is just a pejorative. Sure. Or kike or mick or all those things that are actually truly pejoratives. The word retard is an actual word in the English vernacular sure. that somebody, it, it should have. Yeah. Like if somebody called your wife a bitch, technically, that's right. Sort female. of similar. Right. Yeah. Right. It sort has a similar. dictionary meaning. It, it is. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Again, <laughs> it's all. Good times. But no, and I, and I want to be fair. I always want to say you should listen to the meaning of, of if somebody says something and, and maybe the word is bad, but the intent is not. And there's got to be some leeway for that. Yeah, so, so much of it has hey, to be good. Uh, have you seen Marjorie Taylor Greene's commercial for yeah. Joe Biden? <laughs> <laughs> and it's my brother sent it to me. Oh it's just God. beautiful. What it's about that beautiful. makes you not want to vote for Joe Biden? <laughs> and the fact that he's co-opted that into a commercial. Talk about morons. Oh my God! Should we play it? Should I see if I sure. can find the, the sure? Here just and, and just wonderful that they took that and you know it just stands by itself. And if you and hopefully you can find it because if you don't know what we're talking about, this is a great commercial. Yeah. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, for a little bit of background, I guess was giving a speech. Right. I should know where. I don't remember. I it, think but. on the. I th- think on the. I think it was in Congress. I think it was on the floor of the House. Right. So 
she's given this speech and I guess she's trying to disparage Joe Biden and she's talking right. about some of his accomplishments while president. Well, she's not intending to talk about his sure. accomplishments. She's, she's pretending this is, to, this this is, is bad. This is terrible. Exactly. She's using it as this awful president has done these <laughs> right. things and he's turned it into a campaign ad. So I think this is it. I didn't give it a pre-listen, but it looks like We fly like by it. the seat of our pants. We work without a net on this show. So once we get Troy back in studio, things will go a whole lot smoother. Yeah. But he lives in Louisville, so good luck. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. The largest public investment in social infrastructure and environmental programs. President Biden is trolling Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene using a speech that she gave to Turning Point. Oh, USA. that's not the okay. I think she'll get to it. Programs to address education, medical care, urban problems, rural poverty. The response from the Biden campaign was to slap, I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message on the end of that. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's, I don't think that was uh, that was miserable quite, guy. He's concerned the, with poor rural people. He's concerned with the inner city. God, what a piece of garbage! Yeah, he is. he's invested more into the infrastructure, the economy <laughs> than anybody. You know? What, oh no! Oh, God, that's so. But it is fascinating, I think, to think that our two political parties are so far apart on just general common sense, like it's good to have roads or, you know, public schools shouldn't be falling apart. Well, I mean, look, Aaron may get mad at me, Aaron being our wonderful conservative sponsor. The Republican Party almost well, you got to mention both our Republican uh, oh, Tony. sponsors right now. Yeah, Tony, Tony, you can make Tony mad too. And, 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 and Tony, yeah. Tony can get mad too. The Republican Party almost doesn't exist. They what What is a piece of legislation that Kevin McCarthy now eight months as the Speaker of the House has proposed, that they've even voted on. They are a grievance retribution party. Now, and it's a shame because GOP actually meant something. Grand old party, my two uncles, Jamie and Eddie, both conservative Republican men, both wonderful men, but they weren't MAGA fucking kooks, Tristan. Right. The Republican Party almost ceases to exist as a political party now. It's only a place where grievance is, is fomented and, you know, what about ism about everything else? The idea is where where is the last Republican idea? Where? What is the last piece of legislation that McCarthy put forth that was even voted on, let alone passed? Yeah, it's fascinating to know that the last time Republicans met as a party in the national convention, they had no platform. No platform. I mean, I mean, and I've probably well, mentioned that on the show. It's grievance. It's well, it's it's uh, embarrassing the libtards. It's uh, you know, again, it's what aboutism. I know you are, but what am I? It's saving Trump from what he rightly deserves. I mean, on and on and on it goes. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I used to respect the Republican Party so that I. let's let's help veterans, let's care about our country, let's care about money, let's be a little fiscally, fiscally responsible. Blew that unlike out of the water. The, right. So it it is now it's sort of just become really shallow and hollow, and it's just yeah, grievance and what we think we want right now, as opposed to look, this is the. Uh, politics of our party and this is what we're going to strive to be here's some really good ideas we would like to capture but it's more we actually hate government and here we are to stop government well that's it isn't it you know all our lives we're told one party celebrates government the other party hates government but we thought that was sort of uh yeah just rhetoric it's actually proven true you know and they're bad at government Tristan. they're bad at it they don't do a good job with government you know, government's a pretty fucking important entity whether you're aaron or tony perkins or me you or bobby kennedy jr the government plays a huge role in your life you may not like it that's the fact most of it i would say is positive some of it not most of it positive sure tony you want to disagree with that aaron fine disagree with that but the government is in all of our lives you might as well do it well if why you, do you want to suck at it why would you want to sabotage it 
Why do you want to sabotage it? And why do you want to be bad at it? Right. It, and again, it goes back to Trump's uh, health care plan that he's releasing in two weeks. Look, if you don't like yeah. Obamacare, jump on the train with everybody else in America. Give us a better one, Republicans. Like we, we're not. I think that comes where the extreme common sense comes That's in. A fair point too. We don't prison. have to have the Democrats health care. This guy was president for four years. We're not talking about uh, a laboratory example. Where the fuck was your health plan in four years? Right. Where was your infrastructure bill? Where was your making the military better? I never saw any of it. They just blah 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 blah. But they do a terrible job governing. Yeah. Now it hasn't always been the case. There's been some wonderful Republican uh, sure. governors. And, There's and been some like- Republican uh, uh, Republican stewards of of Republican policy, but boy, I don't know where they've gone to. Well, I feel like there's still a fair amount of great local Republican politicians. There's still some national great Republican politicians, but I, I do feel like those that have name three, I dare you. No, all I'm just right. Chris Christie. Uh, no, but <laughs> there's, it, maybe there's, all right. It does feel That's like two. That's two. It, they're, they're few and far between to me when it comes to the, the MAGA gang, because it, then it becomes less about your own personal morals and your own personal ideals, the things you stand for and more to your point about, Let's get Trump out of trouble sure. and let's, you know, sure. that's it. It's the party is just struggling mightily. And it's a shame to watch because it is a grand old party. They had great ideas. They're older than the Democrats. And I think, is that right? Because Jefferson was a Republican Democrat. Nah, it may be that the Democratic Party is the oldest Democratic Party. Yeah, no, it is. It certainly is because uh, Lincoln, 1860, because the Whigs gave way to the Republicans. Right. So the Democratic Party is the older party, but they both have a great history. American democracy is the oldest democracy in the, in the world, followed, followed very closely by uh, France. But I at thought, any rate, yeah, Trism, we France probably solved nothing. Well, France is democracy. Yeah. I think that revolution was 1796. Oh, ours okay. was, by the time ours was over, 1787, something nice. like that. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, we, we've snuck up on another hour. How, Man, about how that? do we do that? <laughs> yeah. And does anybody actually make it the entire hour? I don't know. Uh, I th- Other I've, than us? I've got three people I've been told that, that can listen Have you seen start any to finish. lately? Yeah. They're decent. Up-ticking. Like, they, they keep bumping a little bit. Like, we're, we're not, you know, blowing. Uh, Joe Rogan out of the water, right. but it is amazing how many people listen to us every week. Thanks. That's That's we fun. do appreciate yeah, it. We do appreciate <laughs> it. And hopefully our wonderful sponsors that Trism yeah. can run through. Like hopefully you'll, well. you'll go buy things from, you know, and I know a lot of you guys are probably not in town, but if you are, we hope you go to Dad's Flooring. Uh, that's where we are, Dad's Flooring Studios. Uh, if you ever need any podcast advice, you got to find Troy at Front Porch Studios. Uh, Tony at We Do Epoxy if you got an ugly garage. Our buddy Aaron at Berea Pond, uh, who uh, we've got to bring on with Tony here pretty soon. And we can go back and forth, two on two, cage match. We'll talk some real <laughs> hardcore politics and yell at each other. Of course, the Rational Boomer podcast. So, guys, we certainly appreciate you all. And hopefully at some point you've already heard their commercial throughout the show. So, um, yeah, you got a little comedy yeah, today? Yeah, Dad's Flooring Dad Joke. This is a good one for you. You're a radio guy. You I know like the. It. You know the best thing, Tristan, and you probably lived in a mobile home. Did you live in a mobile home? Uh, periodically, I didn't have like a big chunk of life in a mobile well, home. Well, you know, but the definitely best, live there. Yeah. You know the best thing about living in a mobile home? <laughs> the, it, if the radio station you're listening to fades out, you just move your home closer. <laughs> That's pretty good. Dad's flooring. Thank you. Nice. Dad. You know, I used to, and may I say it's much cooler down here. It, oh, it's so nice. So thank you for that. Also. Yeah, thank you, Cameron, so much. This would not be a bad spot to hang out, Tris. Oh, no. This if your is wife great. threw you out, you could spend the night well, here. I said I could bring a cot. My wife gets mad at me once a month that I could probably just swing down, throw a cot up, bring yeah. a six-pack, and I'm just going to hang out down Happy. here. As long as Cameron doesn't get mad at Dad's flooring and throw me out, I could do that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Bathroom, shower. I like it. Fridge. Free, free carpet. Hell, I may not leave. <laughs> free carpet. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I, I threw together a uh, top ten. Or actually, I did put together a top ten list right today. I put together two top five lists. Nice. Okay. Because I wanted to hit both parties. <laughs> I think five so and got, five is ten, right? Yeah. Oh, just, see? See? Fair and balanced. There you go. Fair yeah. and balanced. Truly two, fair and balanced. Yeah. Two top five lists. I uh, like it. And the first one, top five things joe biden could do to actually lose his voters support okay so there's five things that i've registered that joe biden could do to actually lose his voters support uh the support of the democrats number five he could sign a piece of reasonable legislation that had unintended consequences and would lose a lot of support if that happened okay number four he could struggle to slightly lower inflation immediately after the largest pandemic in history and he could lose a pretty fair amount of support right. because <laughs> inflation sucks. Number three, things Joe Biden could do to lose his voter support. He could have a son who's kind of a prick. <laughs> Would lose him a lot of support and has. Number two, he could let the Dow Jones slip below 30,000 and would lose a pretty fair amount of his actual voter support. And the number one thing Joe Biden could do to actually lose real voter support, he could have a subpar debate performance. When, wouldn't you agree all those things would I lose sure him would. real Absolutely. voter support? Okay. I certainly would. All right. And now we've got top five things Donald Trump could do to actually lose his voter support. Okay. So Donald Trump, number five, if he admitted he was a Russian spy during a press conference with Putin while speaking Russian, he might lose some voter support. <laughs> number four, he admits he hates guns while paying for, por paying for a porn star's abortion on primetime TV. <laughs> He would lose his voter support. Number three, he could run on legislation that attempts to legalize incest while explaining how his daughter is his soulmate. He would lose his support. Number two, if he admitted he was lying about election fraud on a Super Bowl commercial while having a three-way with Satan and Hillary Clinton, he might lose some of his might. voter support. Might. And number one, number the one. number one thing Donald Trump could do to actually lose his voter support uh, not a damn thing. There's literally nothing Donald Trump could do. None of those things were true. His core would still support him. He could do nothing to lose his voter support. That's the way I see it. Yeah. So. I think you got it, brother. All right. That's well, it. be safe if you don't spend the night here, um, and we will see you in a week or so. Let's do it, man. I'm in. We'll, I'll, I'll go get some, some Heinekens, and we'll hang out tonight, make some nachos here in the studio. That would then Okay. I like Deal. It. Sweet. Thanks, all. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Tristan here with the Extreme Common Sense Podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond. And also, my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet, they have so much cool stuff, you're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond.